everybody. Ah. I said it. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> hey, everybody. Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie. I'm Sarah. And this is Dead, Dead Time Stories. Welcome to episode 52. There it is. 52. Done. Back to back, doing it, killing it, me and you on our game. Bam. Finished. Yeah. Right, we're done. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks Bye. for listening. <laughs> Bam. Dead Time Stories is pretty mm-hmm. Yep. That's us. Decided to do a short episode this week, you guys. <laughs> Now that we're getting your money, we're not going to put in any work. Yeah, basically. <laughs> it's the only thing about when we record two episodes back to back, I feel like for the second one, it's hard to banter. I know, because we don't have as much. I'm, I was thinking the same thing. I know. I started out real strong with the pooper intended update. I do not have another pooper intended update. And I don't have another personal story about a doll that was possessed. Oh, no. Or I did uh, recently have, we had a couple's date with Teresa and Chris. Me and Aww. Val uh, had dinner with Teresa and Chris. Where the newly married The Teresa newly married and Teresa Chris. and Chris, where they rehearsed their new uh, bit where they tell everybody about their honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> you that mean was you guys unofficial. Just, you guys just had to listen to them talk about their honeymoon? She listens. Be careful. <laughs> I mean, you they started it. You could tell that they've like told this story a number of times because they have like exact moments where they like pass it off to each other. They're just on that married wavelength now. Right. And I was like, is this a bit that you guys are doing? And they're like, <laughs> maybe. Like, maybe. Yeah, it could maybe be. Maybe one day. So that's a thing. That so I'm like, what is their bit? What's their story? Just Can all, I hear it? Uh, <laughs> sure, that'll be our banter this episode. Teresa's we'll tell you a little story. bit of Teresa's story. Which she said she wanted to come back on the podcast, and we would love to have her back on. Yeah, totally. But like, you just had your honeymoon, so this is fresh. Right. So um, I don't know if she's got some honeymoon ghost stories, but I don't want to... She did message us while she was away. About ghosts? Yeah. You remember she, what she said? She said she went to the crypts. Oh, yeah, the catacombs. Yes, I'm pretty sure that's what she wants to talk about on the cool. show. Well, then we won't mention that. I won't mention that. That's not mostly what she talked about. Mostly she talked about how um, Parisians are uh, shitty. <laughs> Do we have any who listen? I don't think so. I don't know. If you listen, we obviously, we don't think that you're shitty. Teresa does. Teresa and her husband. <laughs> the McNuts think you are. Uh, but they're the McNuts. So uh, so take it with yeah, a right? salt. Yeah. So no, I, I love Teresa so much. Am I supposed to cut all of this? Uh, so she and Chris were telling us this story about how they definitely hung out with a Spanish prostitute named Jorge who lives in Paris. And then he he's got... He's a whore, hey? And he's a whore. Hey. Hey. And he uh, got them to crash this party for a Swedish consulate. And Chris is convinced that he met Bruce Springsteen. And then Teresa told us a story about how one time she uh, hooked up with a guy who was a CIA operative. And she insists that he told her because she he knew that no one would ever believe her. And we were all like, well, we believe that you believe that. <laughs> 
And she's like, I know. She's like, everybody always laughs. And and she's like, he knew. He knew. He knew that no he could one just, would no one would ever me. believe me. So I could tell, he could just tell me anything because nobody I've ever told has ever believed it. What else did, what else did he tell her? Just that was it. About how, like, he, I don't know, like, he was Egyptian and, like, his family was being, like, held captive by some organization over there. You're right. And I don't the believe US, it. Right, I don't believe tra- it Like, he lived over here since he was, like, a kid. And he grew up and, like, they trained him for the CIA. But now he's, like, a double agent for the CIA and for Egypt. And he's trying to get his family back. They met at a bar. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Teresa, I love you so much. Teresa, we really love you. Uh, we need you to come on the show so we can make fun of you for this to your face. Uh, so I feel like less of a bitch, but I love you so much, and I want you to come tell your story about the catacombs and the other things that you had going on. I also oh. thought I was going to talk about Ruination Day, which I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's a day where a lot of horrible things have happened. Oh, cool. And I thought for a split second that Notre Dame caught on fire on Ruination Day. Oh, but um, it, it didn't. But it was the day after. Oh. Ruination Day is uh, April 15th. I think Notre Dame caught fire on April 16th. Yeah, the fire was April 15th, and Ruination Day is April 14th. Okay. Which I might have just said 15th, but I meant tax. I, I saw a thing that was like, tax day is April 15th, Ruination Day. But Ruination Day is April 14th. <laughs> uh, Notre Dame caught on fire on April 15th, so it didn't. It was a day behind. Day. But well, if you don't Google it, I'll talk about it some other time. All right, cool. We want to just dive right into it? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, why not? Because we talked about our Patreon a lot. You guys know what's up. So, um, Stephanie. Sarah. Y'all ready, ready to talk, talk about, about some ghosts? Leslie. Jordan. I was asking him. Okay. Sarah, what are you talking about this week? This week, my story's really short because I felt like my story last week was pretty heavy. So I said, how about I do something a little bit lighter that doesn't involve bloodletting the mother of your child? So this is about to death. To death. Oh yeah. No, this wasn't just bloodletting like with leeches. You didn't this... listen to the last episode. It was fucked up. Yeah. No. Um. Go listen to the last episode. I don't want to get into it again. It was pretty heavy. But I'm bringing it back home here to good old Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, nice. with an old school little ghost story. Do it. This is about the General Wayne Inn, which is over in Malvern. Okay. So right, you know, not far from here. Maybe like a 15 minute drive, 15 20 minute drive. Um. I actually used to. I used to babysit over in Bala Kenwood, which is a neighborhood right next to Malvern, and I used to drive right by this inn all the time, and I thought it was weird because on the outside, it's still, you know, historical um, and says General Wayne Inn, but now it is being used – what is it being used as? It's now being used as a Shabbat facility. There's a huge Jewish community in that neighborhood, so now they use it for, like, Jewish events and things. Okay. Yep. But before, it's an inn that was originally built in the 1700s. It was opened in 1704 um, and was known in the colonial times as the William Penn Inn. Good old Billy P. Right. Got it. Got it. And uh, Franklin and Washington went there. And I just want to get through a little bit of history before I get to the ghosts. So in 1704, a Quaker, Robert Jones, went into the inn restaurant business with the idea to serve the travelers going to and from Philadelphia in Radnor. And the inn became the General Wayne Inn 
1793 when it was renamed after the local revolutionary hero. Um, because, because of its location, there were a lot of Revolutionary War battles fought around the area. So it's not near Grumblethorpe, but this whole, I don't know, I'd say this whole vicinity of yeah, like yeah, Germantown yeah. and everything had a whole lot of, of Revolutionary War all battles. This e- all of like Eastern Pennsylvania yeah, was so a big part of that. Syphilitic with like Revolutionary where, you War know, ghosts. the country started. I know, it's so cool when and you think about it. And syphilitic with syphilis as well at the yes. time. Mm-hmm, absolutely. It's part of the history. <laughs> So in, I lost my place. Okay. 1793 was renamed after the war hero. Um, And during the 1800s, many vacationing Philadelphians came and stayed there. And the most famous guest that they like to talk about is Edgar Allan Poe, apparently Mm -hmm. stayed in the inn. Naturally. And up until the 1930s, they say, there used to be a glass window that he had scratched his initials on. So there was like the side of a glass window that had EAP. Because I guess when you're Edgar Allan Poe, you can also be a vandal because, you know, it's rude. Rude Poe. Rude. So they were really, you know, they thought that was really cool. And so we had two main owners before 1996. When did he buy it? Oh, 1970. There it is. In 1970, his name was 1970. His name was 1970, and he bought the inn in 1971. Is that weird? Um, No, in 1970, uh, Mr. Johnson bought the inn, and after he owned it in 1996, co-owners James Webb and Guy Cilio, who were also best friends, they took over it. However, they were not able to keep it up, and they were struggling financially. Um, On the day after Christmas in 1996, Guy Cilio apparently shot James Webb to shot him in the chest and killed him uh, in the offices on the third floor of the inn. What happened was his uh, girlfriend, who also worked at the inn, they said, hey, guy said, hey, we're going to go get to go get dinner. You go first and I'll meet you there. I'll, you know, I'll be right behind you. They both leave. She drives on. He falls back a little bit, doubles back to the inn, shoots and kills his best friend slash business partner, and then hurries back to meet her at the restaurant so that she would be his alibi. So that when he was convicted of actually shooting his business partner, she was so distraught that like her boyfriend had used her as an alibi to be able to commit this murder that she ended up killing herself. Damn. So that happened in the 1990s. So here's some of the ghosts because it was it was purchased by someone else in 2001. It wasn't really making money. I feel like I've never seen it in use. And then in 2006 is when the Jewish local Jewish synagogue bought the building. Okay. So ghosts in 1970, when 1970, Mr. Johnson bought the General Wayne Inn. He was well aware of the ghostly tales he had heard of the inn since his childhood. However, apparently, there are over 17 entities known that work and are around. How are there that many there? I know. So it's a mixture of soldiers as well as, well, here, we'll get into it. So what happened was he had two well-known New Jersey psychics, Jill and Bean. Jill and Bean? Jean and Bill. Gene and Bill is what that's supposed Gene to be. And Bean. Gene and Bean. Uh, yep. Jill and Bill. Ugh. 
Dyslexia so is Bill real. So Bill and Jean. Bill and Jean Quinn, okay. um, they came in and did a seance in 1972 in the dining room. And that's when they communicated directly with the 17 entities. And they found... All 17 of them. I think so. Um, so they said that all the entities present were generally satisfied with their afterlife, but they had a few improvements to suggest. Sure. So while they loved the dinner music that was provided, they hated the crash of the drummer's cymbal, so it was just too fucking loud. While they thought the tea, which apparently they drank constantly, was beyond compare, they said that the gin, beer, and wine didn't taste right and wasn't up to their standards of spirits. The spirits had complaints about the spirits. First off... I didn't think ghosts could drink wine, but knowing that ghosts can, like, drink alcohol, I'm assuming they can eat, too. That makes it sound not so bad. You're like an invisible person just going around stealing food. Whenever I hear about ghosts eating and drinking, I just always think about in Casper. It just goes right through them. them, Right onto the floor. I know. That was always so gross to me. I was like, And then he had to clean it up. His uncles were fucking dicks. That was so... I remember loving that movie as a kid, but I think that's because we didn't own it. It's really dark. I really liked it. Anyway. Her dad died. (laughs) They killed him. I know. I know. And she's like fine with it because he's a ghost now. No, she wasn't fine with it. She cried a lot. So the machine that was supposed to bring Casper back to life, he let her use it to bring her dad back. I forgot about that. See, it's been so long since I watched it. I was like, I watched it a lot. Not even as a child. There's a lot of big actors. But I watched it as like a lot as like a 13, 14 year old. Because I was like, oh, Casper, you can keep me. Right. Devin Sawa. She was Christina Ricci. Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. Who else is in that? Is Danny DeVito in that? uh, No. I don't think so. But at the very, very beginning, um, all of the Ghostbusters make a cameo. Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. uh, Bill Murray. All of them. Speaking of Casper, one of the entities is apparently a little boy ghost. Oh, of course. um, Who said that he had lost his mother and he couldn't stop crying to say his name or any of the circumstances of his death. So he's just constantly a crying little boy ghost looking for his mom. I don't like that. Okay. Are you my mommy? Uh, Apparently, the first to speak to them when they were doing the seance was the leader of the others. And it was a German Hessian soldier by the name of Wilhelm who liked to hang out in the cellar. Yeah, where else would a guy named Wilhelm want to hang out? Right, he's the one drinking all the wine. Yeah, fuck it up. Uh, apparently he was killed during a Revolutionary War battle yeah, yeah, while yeah. fighting for the British. <laughs> um, but he said that he couldn't rest because he had been buried in only his underwear. Lame. They had taken his clothes off of him when he died so that the superior officer could give it to other soldiers. So he was buried not only without clothes on, but also without boots. And without dignity. Yep. So he said that he was still searching for his uniform so that he could be buried honorably and properly. Gotcha. Um, so he apparently did hang out in the cellar and the cook who worked there for many years Saw him so many times that he refused to go down into the cellar. He was like, I'm not doing it. I'm not going down there anymore. Like, I keep seeing this fucking dude in his fucking underwear. I can't do it. Yeah, fuck that noise. So he's there and he apparently is like the leader of all the others. You've got the crying little boy who doesn't shut up. And then you've got apparently also two young female entities um, who were employed at the end during the mid-1800s. And apparently they are still there because they died before they could solve some sort of a problem. You know, unfinished business, man. That would yeah. keep them around. That was it. Like, uh, apparently they're like, uh, they were stuck waiting for someone to come back who never 
came back. So right. they're just stuck there. They apparently said that they were reluctant to talk about how they died since they died so young. But who knows? Then uh, you've got another eight or nine like soldiers, Hessian soldiers who died in that battle with the British fighting for the British. And then they also said that they got an Indian, like a Native American and an African-American, but they didn't say much. Um, So people see a lot of soldier ghosts like you do here. There's just revolutionary war ghosts all over the place. You see the the ghosts. um, They also apparently feel cold cold spots they apparently will also like feel they say it's a woman such they think it's one of the young girls but people will feel touched by like a hand yeah like on their shoulder or something they have stuff like go missing um stuff all messed up so it's really it's your classic classic ghost haunting at the general wayne inn however since the uh the jewish synagogue took over they haven't had any issues um apparently they're just, yeah, they're not, they don't report seeing anything or hearing anything, but they can't, you know, they assume that it hasn't stopped. It's right. just the Jews are like, whatever. We're the chosen ones. <laughs> that is what I've they're like. I realized I made a lot of Jew jokes over the course of this podcast now. That's probably, I don't think that's my, my first one is probably Jew date that came out of my mouth. <laughs> and I hope it doesn't offend anyone because it's not coming from an anti-Semitic place. That place is haunted. General Wayne in Malvern, PA. Go leave that hanging there. Do we have a promo this week? We do have a promo this week. Um, so last week we brought you guys the two scared siblings. This week we're going to bring you our first podcast that also does uh, YouTube videos. So go check out their YouTube if you have a chance. This is only on YouTube. I think it is only on YouTube. You know what? I might be wrong. And if I'm wrong, I'm so sorry. Is that what I said in the promo? He says it like five times in the promo. Okay. So I was joking. Go check out that part. You're going to hear it. Go check out uh, October pod VHS. Take it away. It broadcasts at 1.38 a.m. from the very center of hell. October pod. Finally. A retro horror show which offers to bold individualists a look into the maddening space between nightmare and nostalgia. True horror stories and found footage beyond anything you've tested. October Pod. Offered by OctoberPodVHS.com in black and white and color. Caution. To avoid fainting, keep repeating. It's only on YouTube. Only on YouTube. Only on YouTube. Only on YouTube. Stream as much as you can. You don't got anything for this? I'm Ooh, spooky video. Mm, do you like that are you satisfied with what you just did thanks i I hate hate it it. stephanie what are you talking about this week so i started to do research on something that i've heard i've seen it like joked about but did not realize how intricate it was uh this theory so sarah how much do you know about the lizard people that are running the government? <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of them. 
and my eyes just like um uh no not a lot other than i know that people believe that lizard people are running the government so is donald trump a lizard person then every u.s president has has been a lizard person even barack obama especially barack obama I don't which is weird because they're because the humans that they're hybrid with are Aryans, which we all know are white people. Yeah. But apparently Barack Obama. But I mean, they shape shift. There's more. There's a lot to it. So, Sarah, (laughs) I hope not only to educate you about the lizards (laughs) that are the lizard people that are running the government, but I also hope that you have questions and that I can answer them for you today. Can you answer the questions or do I need to take it directly to the lizard people? I'm hoping I can answer those questions because my research is extensive. Not as extensive as uh, David Icke, who will be giving a lot of information from. He's who has most of the modern theories about the lizard people. But I was surprised at how far back these theories actually go. So question number one, what is a lizard person? It's a. I'm assuming it's a big lizard in human skin. So right. So they're basically what they sound like. They're cold-blooded humanoid reptilians who have the power to shape shift into human form. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, they're tall, blood drinking, and they're originally from the Alpha Draconis star system. Okay. Okay. Uh, how long have they been here? Hundreds of thousands of years. With, did they come in when the dinosaurs left? So. I it was difficult to get information about kind of like the how or the when they got here, but two hundred to four hundred thousand years ago is when they started like mixing with people. Okay. Okay. So um writings of I thought that this was like all like I remember it really became popular in twenty thirteen is when people really started getting into this idea of the lizard people. The popular opinions that are talked about now that are, like, uh, from this particular writer, his book came out in 1999, his original book. However, there are writings about lizard people as far back as 1888. What? So this theory that lizard people run everything is not as new as you think it is. What the fuck? It's just become, like, popular again in the last couple of years. Okay. But actually, writings of reptilian conspiracy can actually be found as far back as 1888. And I have multiple writers who have written about the lizard people. So Helena Blavatsky, uh, or sorry, Helena Blavatsky, that's how I'm going to go for it. She wrote a book um, called The Secret Doctrine. And in it, she talked about dragon men who once had a mighty civilization um, but had gone underground And then there was a writer, um, the creator of Conan the Barbarian. His name is Robert E. Howard. He wrote about serpent men in a story called The Shadow Kingdom. This is in like the like 1929, I believe. And are these technically fiction pieces or are they being presented as nonfiction? These are I don't even know how to. Yes and no. They're just, yeah, science fiction. Like, Robert E. Howard is mostly known for science fiction, but the same way that, like, H.P. Lovecraft is known as, like, a science fiction writer, but some people believe that the things that he wrote about were, like, real and that he, him and, like, Isaac Asimov is another one where people thought that, like, their science fiction writings were kind of prophetic. So even though it was fiction, it was, like, 
things that really could happen or really ended up did happening in real life. Okay. Um, I don't know if you knew this about Frankenstein, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. People at that time, the idea of electricity and life, like because, you know, Dr. Frankenstein uses electricity to bring the body back to life. That was complete science fiction. Like, mm-hmm. that was not a thing that people yeah. knew was real. But now we actually know, like, when we, you know, they try and shock people and bring them back to life. Um, so it's things like that where, like, these were ideas that were, like, science fiction but have actually found some reality. So the, the idea is that, sure, these were written as fiction, but there could be some truth to them. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> You sound skeptical. <laughs> You'll be a believer by the end, I'm sure of it. Oh, okay. So, so Robert E. Howard wrote about serpent men in his short story, The Shadow Kingdom. His serpent men were described as humanoids with human body and snake heads able to imitate, imitate real humans at will, right? Able to shapeshift. They mm-hmm. lived underground, so the same themes. Uh, they used mind control as well oh, okay. as shapeshifting. All right. Then there's the writer Clark Ashton Smith, who worked a lot with H.P. Lovecraft to create the mythos for Cthulhu. He also wrote about Serpent Men. There was a writer, Maurice Doriel, a.k.a. Claude Doggins, I think was a pen name of this person, Mm -hmm. who in the 1940s wrote a pamphlet called Mysteries of the Gobi. And it described a serpent race with bodies like men, but heads like a great snake and the ability to take human form. I hate it. So this (laughs) this has been a thing that people have written about for many, many years. Uh, The idea that's most popular that has brought up again a resurgence of the serpent people has been David Icke, who wrote a book in 1999 called The Biggest Secret. And it was all Wait, about. What was the name of the first one? The one that the woman wrote. That one was the Secret Doctrine. And then, but this one is the the biggest, biggest secret. secret. Okay, got it. Uh, where he identifies the Babylonian Brotherhood, also known as the Illuminati, right? Oh, Beyonce. Um, so he says that now the Illuminati is is a new world order that a lot of people think they're very familiar with where, you know, all these rich people, it's a conspiracy. They all like make sure that they yeah. stay. They own all the corporations. They have all the money. They own all the businesses. So he's saying that the Illuminati is real and it's lizard people. The okay. lizard people are the Illuminati. Are the Illuminati. Okay. And they're descendants of Archons, which are interdimensional race of reptilian beings from the constellation Draco. Remember Alpha Draconis star system. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've hijacked the Earth and they're stopping humanity from reaching its full potential. They manipulate global events to keep humans in constant fear and they feed off of the negative energy that it costs. Mm. So uh, he's quoted as saying, when you get back into the ancient world, you find this recurring theme of a union between human and non-human races, creating a hybrid race. From 1998, I started coming across people who told me that they had seen people change into non-human form. It's an age-old phenomenon known as shape-shifting. The basic form is like a scaly humanoid with reptilian rather than human eyes. Ike claims that the first reptilian human breeding programs took place 200,000 to 300,000 years ago, perhaps creating Adam. And the most recent happened 7,000 years ago, and the descendants from that hybrid uh, race mixing are the ones that control the world today, and those people are descendants of the mating of archons with Aryans, which are like pure white mm, people, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, sure. 
So Hitler was a lizard person? Probably. Okay. Uh, so they're not only from another planet, they're from another dimension, okay? So the fourth dimension, also known as the lower astral dimension, mm-hmm. is the nearest to the physical world, and they control this realm from the fourth dimension, but they in turn are also under control of a fifth dimension. And I don't know what lays there. I don't know what kind of people run that. Maybe those are crab people. Why are they here? So they came originally to our planet because of our rich, precious metals. Okay. By ingesting the Earth's monoatomic gold, which can increase their nervous system 10,000-fold. Uh, after consumption, the archons can process vast amounts of information. Speed up to, uh, They can speed up transdimensional travel and shapeshift from reptilian to human. Huh. Now they use human anxiety as energy. So they're they are really eating good right now. Right. We're all anxious as fuck. But it's because of the lizard people. Like the lizard people have made us anxious because wait until you hear everything that they have under their control, which is basically everything. All right. Um, Is this going to make me anxious? I mean, aren't you already? (sighs) So they keep humans trapped in the five sense reality because we should have six senses. But in the reality that we're trapped in with so much anxiety, with the, with all the media and such that we consume, it keeps us from really accessing that sixth sense. Okay. And because we can't mind read and trust people because we don't know what they're thinking, that keeps us in this fear of and, and constant anxiety that also feeds the lizard people. So, like, they keep us afraid, but then they feed off of that fear. So it's like a cyclical thing mm-hmm. okay? okay it's like the circle of life for them okay you don't sound like you like you're buying any of this i'm not yet so um they still they also commit human sacrifices they engage in cannibalism and pedophilia because they're just all sorts of evil they're all, basically all the evil they're in the evil. world okay what do they control well what don't they control so they formed the united nations the International um, Monetary Fund, the Roundtable, the Council of Foreign Relations, the Charter House Club, uh, the Royal Institute of International Affairs. They also uh, control the media, obviously, the military, the CIA, MI6, which is like the British CIA. Uh, they are also responsible for science. Religion. Just science. Science. Science, okay. Religion. Okay. And the internet. Okay. Because those are all things that cause people to argue and fight a lot. And again, they feed off of that. So who are they? So here, who are some examples of these famous lizard people? Well, all of the presidents. Every single one of the U.S. presidents was a lizard person. Okay. Three British and two Canadian prime ministers. Several Sumerian kings and Egyptian pharaohs, and a smattering of celebrities. Key bloodlines include the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, various European aristocratic families of the Eastern, uh, a lot of the families of the Eastern U.S., the Bushes, the Clintons, they're all lizard people, mm, okay. uh, and the British House of Windsor, all British, all, all lizard people. What about the Kennedys? Of course. Okay. Of course. How can you tell? Someone is a lizard person. A lot of lizard people have green eyes. They have good eyesight and or hearing. They have red hair. A sense of not belonging to the human race. (laughs) Unexplained scars on the body. 
a love of space. Sarah, I know you're a lizard person. I'm like, why are you <laughs> low blood why are pressure? Why you trying to paint me as a lizard person? This one is my favorite. Having a smile where their bottom teeth show. Okay, go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's just my favorite random thing. If you can see their bottom teeth when they smile, they're a lizard person. <laughs> like, okay. Um, <laughs> having eyes that change sizes. Abnormally sized pupils. Here's the here's the uh, here's the kicker. Some say that these traits mean nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just normal human traits. What makes them a lizard? Pe- uh, li- what makes them lizard people is something that you can't see because they're a shapeshifter. Right. It's about the soul inhabiting the body, not the physical body. Okay, how do we stop the lizard people? David Icke believes the only way that our uh, that our contact influence can be defeated is if people wake up to the truth first, oh, uh-huh. and then fill their hearts with love second, because they feed off, and of that's going to kill the lizard people, right? Because mm. they live off of the hatred and the fear. But as long as people continue to fight with each other, there's like the lizard people are going to be in power. Uh, Some scholars have theorized that Ike is using an allegory to depict alien and alienating nature of global capitalism. Ike has insisted that he is not using an allegory. He literally means lizard people. These are lizard people. These are lizard people. So then the even crazier thing to me about that is how many people believe in lizard people. So there was a poll uh, done by, I have to look this up real quick. Sorry. <laughs> There's a great article called Don't Blame Me, I Didn't Vote for Lizard People. Um, <laughs> so, so there is a polling company that does like a lot of like serious political polls. And they are the group that poll people and ask them if they believed in lizard people. Roughly 4% of the American population believes in the lizard people. Um, now it was give or take 2.8. So that's almost 3%. So it could be that only one point, as high, as low as 1.2% and as high as 6.8% believe in lizard people. But that means that there are about 12 million people who believe believe in the lizard people. And to give you some idea of other like weird conspiracies that people believe in. Are you going to get to the flat earthers? Because that's a big, that's a larger number than I would like to think is true. I wasn't. But yes, there are a a ridiculous amount of people that do believe that the earth is flat. Um, But no, I was going to talk about how, um, there we go. So about 51% of people think that John F. Kennedy was killed by a conspiracy. So that's more than half of the country believes that John F. Kennedy, uh, John F. Kennedy was killed by a conspiracy, not alone gunmen. Mm-hmm. Uh, 44% of Americans believe that George W. Bush intentionally misled Americans about, ha- about the uh, mass, the weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. Mm-hmm. 37% of people think that <laughs> the alarm, uh, the alarms about global warming believe that that's fake 37 percent of americans don't believe in global warming oh that's embarrassing 29 percent of americans do believe that aliens exist uh while you flip that and say 21 percent believe uh the alien space spacecraft crashed in roswell new mexico 
Uh, 13% of Americans believe that Barack Obama was the Antichrist. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, America. 5% of Americans believe in chemtrails, that airplanes are carrying chemicals that drop drugs on us, that make us do things that the government want. But 4% of Americans believe that lizard people control the planet and particularly the United States government. And it's not until we can all... All of us can agree and admit to this loss of power to the lizard people. It's only through acknowledging the truth of the lizard people that we can overcome it and open our hearts to the truth and bring in love and then get rid of the lizard people. Four percent. Four percent. Four percent. million Americans. Oh, America, don't you ever change. Except do. Please change. Please change a lot. Stop voting for lizard people. Stop voting for Republic lizard people. But it doesn't matter who you vote for because they're all they're lizard They're all going to be a lizard person if they win. If they win, it's only because they're a lizard person. Because Bernie the lizard Sanders. Because control everything. He didn't win because he's not a lizard person. But if he wins, what if he, wins? he is. Well, you heard it here. Just love everyone. And I guess the lizard first, people will explode. Before you love everyone, you first have to admit that the lizard people are running everything. What if I just want to love everyone but not admit that the lizard people are running everything? Then they're going to keep getting work? away with it. How do you kill a lizard person? You just, you believe, you're a lizard person, but I love you anyway. And they're like, no. I imagine you could also kill them through, like, stabbing. However you'd kill a person or a lizard with a rock. You want to squish them? <laughs> Step on them. Right. I'm sure however you could kill a lizard or a person, you could kill it. But the only way we're going to defeat the lizard people as a people. Do you think if you killed a lizard person in their human form, does it revert back to its lizard form like it does in the movies? Ooh, good question. <laughs> See, now, I lizard. don't know, because one person said it wasn't a literal thing. Like, she, one lady... uh said that she felt like it was... You have a lizard soul. Like the soul of a lizard person, right? Even though your body is physically a human body, inside you're a lizard person. That sounds like an awful insult. Sure. You have a lizard soul. But maybe it's like the Cylons. I I know you weren't like a Battlestar Galactica person, but I mean, if you killed a Cylon and cut them up, like they look like they're a person. They look like a person, but But they're 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 also like a Cylon. Yeah, okay. All right, well, lizard people believe in it. Love it. Yeah. Make sure you vote, even if it is for a lizard person. I mean, if you're voting for them, if they're on the ballot, odds are they're a lizard person. Yeah. But, you know, lizard people, they but are... do your re- your research on your lizard person. Make sure you choose the lizard person who's that values the values that you yours. have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Definitely. But honestly, it doesn't matter because none of the... The point is that they don't have any values. The whole point is to... To cause argument. They don't really believe in anything. Yeah. They're just trying to get us to fight with each other because they feed off of that. And it has been working. They have been eating well. They have been eating it up, this this political quarter. If that's what they wanted, they picked the right lizard person. They did. They bet on the right lizard. They grabbed him by the lizard pussy and threw him right into that ring. (laughs) And the American people were like, we believe it! I don't want to beat a dead lizard here, but they were really... Uh, but the lizard people, they are who are controlling everything. They're among us. They are. And they could look just like you and me, or they could look like a freaky lizard person. 
Who knows? Just like the woman in the elevator could be a scary elevator lady, or, or she, she could, could be, be Sharon Shelby. Shelby. But with brown eyes. <gasps> Shelby brown eyes. Well, if she had green eyes, she would have been lizard Shelby. Mm. Yeah. She had green eyes and red hair, and a smile that you could see her bottom teeth. I just thought that was the most random thing. That was like when I told you the 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 story from the Bible that always stuck out to me was that they weren't supposed to drink the pe- they weren't supposed to take the people that drank the water by putting their face down to the water. Yes, they had to cup it. Yes, and I was like, what an arbitrary. Right there we go. So that was why that one's my favorite rule because I was like, how fucking ridiculous! If you can see their bottom teeth when they smile, they're probably lizard a lizard person. person. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for listening to our TED Talk about lizard people. <laughs> so prepare yourself for the coming, you know, war against the lizard people, the uprising. And in order, but in to, the meantime, in the meantime, right? Uh, you can subscribe to our Patreon by going to deadtime. No, no, by going to patreon.com slash deadtime stories, all one word with a Z. We have our first uh, live. What is it? It's a live Q and A. What do we call it? I just call it like a live Q&A. Our first live feed, whatever. We're going to live stream. <laughs> live stream. There we go. Thank oh, you. That's what you're looking for? Okay. Yes. We're doing our first live stream coming up June 2nd. And you guys who are members of the Patreon and members of the Facebook group, that's the Patreon exclusive group, will have access to those to our first live feed and to all live feeds in the future. But they're going to be through that group. You can subscribe to Patreon for as low as $1 a month and get access to that Facebook group. We also have a $5 and $15 tiers that all bring their own awesome rewards in. You can also support us if you don't have the money by leaving us a great review on iTunes, on Facebook preferably five stars. If you want to reach out to us directly, you can find us on Facebook or on Instagram, Deadtime Stories. And Twitter. And Twitter. Sarah checks our Twitter. Uh, Deadtime Stories with a Z, all one word. You can email us at deadtimestories at gmail.com. And we love hearing from you guys. So please reach out to us if you're new to the show, if you're an old fan, doesn't matter. Like, Say hey. We're excited to see you. Yeah, we love it. The support has been overwhelming, and we just want to keep it going. Yeah, bring it on, y'all. Let's go. Yes. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah. I'm Stephanie. I'm Sarah. And this has been Dead Time Stories. Dead Time Stories is hosted by Sarah Heddens and Stephanie C. Ferguson. Music and editing by Eric Gershnow. Artwork by Rennie Slackman. 